You are listening to the Astro Awani podcast. For more info, head on over to astroawani.com. Bullish or bearish, hawkish or dovish, that and more. This is a Market Study podcast with me, Lukman Harris. Welcome to Markets Today. I'm Lukman Harris. Don't forget, you can also stream this show online and find out more about the markets on our website, astroawani.com. Now, in today's show, we have with us Hanifa Hashim, the head of Malaysia Fixed Income and Sukuk for Franklin Templeton GSC Asset Management. Thank you so much, Hanifa, for being with us. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the fixed income market today. Um, let me just start with this. You know, there are a lot of major events, uh, Hanifa. Uh, which had impacted the market globally and also locally this year and also last year for that matter. Could you share with us uh, what are those that the fixed income market is actually paying attention to in terms of the global and uh, internal events? There are many key factors uh, that affected the uh, fixed income market. Uh, for example, last week, the Federal Reserve in mm. the US hiked interest rate um, 25 basis points, but that was expected mm. and uh, as a result, the rates globally in the US as well as in Malaysia and, and Asia region as well, instead of moving higher, it actually dropped mm -hmm. by roughly about 10 basis points. So mm -hmm. that shows that the market have priced in a much higher um, speed of uh, rate hikes in the US. So when they didn't, you know, when uh, the Fed give clarity or guidance that it will be three for this year, so they have done one. Mm. So as a result, you know, the yield of bonds actually moved lower. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and but yeah, that, that, that's what uh, happened last week. Yeah, we've seen a lot of hints from the Fed, right, from numerous members of the Fed before saying that they're going to they're gonna make this rate hike and therefore it is widely believed that the effects of it has been priced in uh, quite significantly. But you mentioned that there's been a drop in rates uh, all over Asia following the Fed rate hike. But in Malaysia, it has uh, stayed put. So would you, would you uh, see any changes in our monetary policy, uh, at least in the short or medium term? Uh, well, I, we don't believe there will be a change in monetary policy for Malaysia. Um, we expect uh, Bank Negara to maintain the uh, overnight policy rate mm. at 3% this year. Although globally, in fact, in Malaysia, we have seen inflation uh, coming in uh, higher. Mm. Um, in January, about 3.2 yes. yes. uh, compared to the whole of 2016 mm. at uh, 2.1. Mm. Um, but we... Uh, well, we feel that Benegara is uh, accommodating the growth more. So, in terms of that, you know, there won't be any rate hike for uh, for this year at least. Do you think the current monetary policy in Malaysia is very accommodative for investments yes. and financial growth? Yes, it's very accommodative. And in terms of the bond yields mm. uh, for Malaysia that we mentioned just now, um, it actually dropped after the mm. uh, Fed rate hike last week by roughly about uh, 10 basis points. Right to about, uh, maybe now about 2.06%. Mm. Uh, so uh, it, in a way, also have priced in. And uh, this is at least some recovery from the height uh, in yield that we have seen since uh, election in the US in November. Right, we're talking about uh, the events that has shaped, uh, that, that, that the fixed income market is actually paying attention to. We talked about the US Fed, that's the obvious one because mm -hmm. that's the most recent one. How about China? 
Well, yeah, there are many key, um, well, key risks that we are looking at that moving parts. Um, we mentioned about the US, uh, the Fed, uh, at least that, as you mentioned, has been priced in. But there are others as well, uh, mainly Trump policies uh, towards trade. That will affect China uh, in a way China grows, uh, as well as uh, you know, China is a trading nation. Uh, so it will probably affect them as well. So that's one of the risks uh, that mm. we are really uh, looking at, um, you know, the, how it's going to pan out. So you, should you, should you think it will be uh, sort of like an indirect risk from China because they are facing risk from the US and therefore they are taking increased risk and therefore it's present, yes. it presents more risk for Malaysia, yes. fixed income market as well? Definitely, because Malay China is our largest trading partner as well. So indirectly, if they are affected in terms of the trade barriers, you know, we will be affected uh, as well. Right. So yes, China is one of the... Uh, in the, the, the uh, key uh, key factors that we are looking uh, to monitor as well that will affect the fixed income market. Right, just quickly before we go to the break, um, uh, in terms of trade partner or being a trade partner, the UK is probably not even in the top 10. I think they're, they're the 15th biggest trade partner for Malaysia the last time I checked. But yesterday, mm. UK Prime Minister Theresa May has uh, actually given a specific date that she will trigger Article 50 and therefore put Brexit into motion. So this is just the newest example in a series of volatility and uncertainties that we've seen not just in the UK but also in Europe. We've got elections in Netherlands, we've got multiple elections in multiple uh, uh, multiple levels we've seen, we're going to see actually across Europe. There's a lot of uncertainty mm. in that part of the world. So how about the conditions in Europe? How, how would you think that would affect the fixed income market here in Malaysia? That's uh, Europe as well. The political risks there are pretty real. Uh, you mentioned about the, um, the, the Article 50 in terms of uh, Brexit, mm. as well as the elections. Um, this is potentially, you know, um, will be one of the black swans uh, for, right. for the market that we have to really monitor. Um, and I think, you know, it will probably be shock uh, to the market as well, potentially. Mm. But... Um, well, some of it has been priced in mm. uh, to the market, but uh, we have to see in terms of the election in these uh, countries, Italy, France, you know, how it's going to pan out. All right. Uh, we mentioned about events that is going to shape the fixed income market, that has shaped the fixed income market uh, in the past and that's going to continue shaping the market uh, going forward, at least for this year. We talked about the US, we talked about Europe, we talked about China. Now, coming back home, what are the events in Malaysia that's going to shape the fixed income market and that the fixed income players are going to pay attention to uh, on the local front this year? Uh, on the local front, uh, for fixed income market, we expect volatility to persist, uh, especially on the government bond side. Um, the main um, well risk that I can see is the um, the outflow uh, of the offshore guys from the uh, fixed income market? Yes. Yeah. So uh, we have seen outflow uh, well since November, but it subsided. Uh, well, what do you think that is the the outflows? It's, it's record outflows as well, right? It was a record outflow. Um, it's about thirty odd billion mm. um, for three months. Yeah. But um, it subsided already, and I think you know the. Well, the, the, the benefit of Malaysia is we have a lot of uh, strength in our in own institutions mm. that came in and support the uh, bond market. So that's why from the peak of uh, the market uh, outflow and we can, the peak of the yield, 
we now probably see 50% recovery mm -hmm. uh, from, from there. So, um, yes, and I think in terms of that, uh, of course, you know, the other risk uh, that we are looking at is the our growth outlook, mm -hmm. uh, our monetary policy direction, mm -hmm. uh, as well as world um, election, political as well, because mm -hmm. we must hold election by May 2018. So that probably creates some uncertainty that is uh, not priced in in the fixed income market yet. Right, of course, there are a lot of factors behind uh, outflows we've seen uh, this year and also last year, for the large part of last mm -hmm. year. You know, besides political uncertainty, because it's very subjective, right? Um, what are the reasons you think contributed to these outflows? Do investors not have enough confidence in down fundamentals? Or are we not uh, represented well on the global stage in terms of sentiment? Or is it not our problem, but it's rather uh, uh, an advancement on part of the bigger economies, for example, post-Trump, the US economy really saw it, causing uh, outflows from emerging markets such as Malaysia. So what do you think the factors, uh, main factors contributing to the outflows and also uh, to less appetite in uh, the government bonds in Malaysia? Well, the major outflow uh, happened in November. So that is definitely Trump due part. to yes external factors, uh, which is uh, after the election yep. in the US. Mm. So I would say that uh, the, the sudden outflow in a very short period is because of that. Mm. Yeah, so uh, that's the main factor. Not really, and you have not only seen that in Malaysia, but also in um, the region, all, all the emerging markets. So basically, it's uh, a play of uh, existing emerging markets and going towards the US. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, so external factor. Right. So, uh, besides outflows, you've also seen a very big shift uh, of interest in asset classes, uh, especially amongst foreigners, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the, the interest have shifted from bonds to the stock markets. Arguably, arguably, people want to make more money faster, which they can do in the stock market. So do you think this trend will persist this year, people moving away from bonds into the stock markets in Malaysia? You are right. Uh, for, offshore, um, for offshore investors, the, uh, the trend is when they move out uh, from the bond market, but they came in, uh, I think we have a record uh, you know, last week in terms of the inflow to our local equity markets. Mm -hmm. So it seems like for the offshore now, uh, they will come into Malaysia, but more in terms of the equity. But having said that, for the local, um, local institutions that supported the uh, fixed income, it's, um, fixed income remain a key asset class. Mm -hmm. you know, be, because asset allocation-wise, at least I think 50% is right. in uh, fixed income. So I think the demand from pension funds, the insurance companies is going to continue to be there. And I think that's the beauty about the Malaysian fixed income market. Right. So generally, what is Franklin Templeton's outlook on the Malaysian fixed income market for this year? We expect the fixed income market, especially the government bonds, to continue to be volatile. We have seen it spike. But in terms of the corporate bonds, uh, corporate suko, because of the high demand, we expect it to be uh, you know, really uh, supported. So that's where we are positioning our funds to invest in corporate suko. And as we talk about inflation just now, we are more into the medium term uh, tenor of, for all our portfolios. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Hanifah Hashim. That was Hanifah Hashim. Uh, head of Malaysia Fixed Income and Sukuk of Franklin Templeton GSC Asset, Man Asset Management.
talk about the fixed income market in Malaysia and what do we expect not just this year but for next year in terms of bonds, in terms of stocks and where the investors are going to be. That's all for today. Thanks for watching Markets Today. Catch us same time on Channel 501, Astro Awani and read all about the markets on astroawani.com. Do send us all your feedback on all our social media platforms as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at 501awani. Download our app which you're seeing right now on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Manhari is signing out for Markets Today. You have been listening to the Markets Today podcast. Head over to our website astroawani.com/markets.